Hey, and welcome to Pressbox Talk, everyone. Today's podcast is just going to be the specimen. This is Wednesday, and I am going to be talking on NHL, NFL, a quick little MLB update, and NFL. So I'm going to touch on all four, and let's get right into it. So to start off the podcast, I'm going to touch on the NHL and the crazy news that's been going on. We are now into the first uh, games they are done of the East, like I guess the final four. Tampa Bay has now actually played two as of last night. They are tied with the Islanders. And then tonight we will have Montreal versus Vegas in game two where Vegas leads it one nothing. Both of our predictions were uh, Tampa Bay versus Vegas going on. So we will see how those go. After what I saw in the first games, Tampa Bay kind of answered last night. They bounced back. They got on kind of into a rhythm. We will see what goes on down in Tampa. That series will be an interesting one to follow as Tampa Bay will be, well, I guess going to New York, not Tampa Bay. Uh, Seeing how that series goes going forward, if the Islanders can have that home ice advantage. I think also in this series, a big thing that's going on in it is the Tampa Bay speed, they know what they're doing and they're a very fast team. So if Vasilevsky can get in a rhythm, it could be a dangerous team, Tampa Bay, and they could be back in the Stanley Cup before you know it. Touching on the Vegas series, Montreal, looks like Vegas is too much for Montreal to handle. Vegas' goaltending Marc-Andre Fleury was on. Their hitting's good. Pacioretty's leading the squad. Patrangelo at the back end looks great. And then Montreal on the other side, Price... They had been on a streak there of not losing any games, so maybe they tonight look to bounce back. Shea Weber and Price, this team cannot go down two to nothing. That's my update on the hockey. I'm going to just fly through to the next thing, the NBA news. There's been a lot going on on Wednesday today with CP3 possibility going to be missing a lot of time with a positive COVID test that was just dropped. Kawhi Leonard of the Clippers has also got an ACL injury. I would expect him to possibly be done for the playoffs. The Clippers season, they are 2-2 two and two versus Utah at this point. That one could actually be a big shift changer, and I see Utah taking it as I predicted earlier. In the Phoenix one, they will get a break until... So we'll see how many games CP3. It's something to follow. And again, I was right on my um, Phoenix pick, just to throw that out there. On the eastern side last night, KD put the team on his back. Brooklyn was flying, and with a lot of injuries and a lot of people not at 100, we saw a team that came out all on with the Kevin Durant show, and he put up 48 and looked great, triple-double. He's a superstar. Look for Brooklyn and Milwaukee, the next one, to either be over with Brooklyn just taking off, or Milwaukee could bounce back. It'll be an interesting one as I believe it returns back to Milwaukee. Now on the other Eastern one, Philadelphia versus the Hawks, that is a good series so far. It's a 2-2 series, and this Wednesday night we are going to have, this game is kicking off at 5.30, that one 2-2. I'm actually thinking that the Hawks, I picked Philly and I picked uh, Brooklyn, but I think that the Hawks, if they could get an upset here in Game 5, look for the Hawks to maybe sneak into that Eastern final, which would be a real fun, interesting team. Wrapping up the NBA, though, I would be definitely shocked if 
going forward, the Clippers can win without Kawhi. Look for this one to be done in possibly six if Kawhi can't come back. Paul George is going to have to take that all on. And we all know what the personality thinks of that. So I would just throw that out there for him today. He knows that the Clippers can't handle just Paul George taking the load. So they would be, I would say, looking at possibility of being eliminated. Shifting gears, I know mine is going to be a lot quick, quicker than most of these podcasts just because I don't have any banter today. So MLB, what I would suggest is for all the viewers to go out there and look at some games. Tonight's game, the one I really think is a good one, it's on most uh, Minnesota Mariners, like the Minnesota Twins versus Seattle Mariners. That one could be a great game tonight. Red Sox-Braves could be a great one as well. For fantasy owners, as of today, uh, the biggest things that I would say is watch those pickups if anybody's crazy enough to drop some people in your league. There's a few pickups out there that are really good ones, but I'm not sure if they're available in your league. Conforto from the Mets, he has been dropped in a lot of leagues. And Yastrzemski, from San Franny, he lit it up last night. He'd be a good pickup. And then if you're looking at a few other ones, there's a, just waiting on my app to load here. Is there's a, there's a few always each week. I would actually look at maybe if you're looking for a quick pickup, if you can do lots of pickups in a week. Bradley from Cleveland's been hot. He'd be a good pickup. He's really low owned, 13%. Joey Votto's been picked up a lot. Look at him. He's been good. And then Scoop, if he's still available from Detroit, pick him up. It's a hot, hot commodity right now just because he's been hot. If you're looking at the NB or the MLB standings as we always do on this show this is a quick update for all my the viewers out there the mlb what's going on well guerrera is still hot as always he's somebody to watch and look into because if you and if you're a jays fan he's the man and he's been hot he's leading the entire league right now in uh, home runs and he is the hottest player actually in all of baseball so look for him to keep that going and look for him to be that guy going forward. The Jays are in a series as well with the Yankees. Very interesting series. That would be a good one to watch tonight. And I think that on a Wednesday night as we are here tonight, I believe tomorrow the Yankees, I'm just checking who the Jays are. The Jays are actually on an off, or no, they play the Yankees again. So that's going to be a series for most of our Jays fans out there to follow. Blue Jays, Look for their pitching if they can hold up to maybe start getting a little bit of a push, hopefully, for the Blue Jays going forward. And maybe they could get a little bit of a, I guess, push to get maybe into the playoffs here because their standings, they are not up as far as we would like, actually. They are still in the fourth spot. They have not been as hot as of late, which we've wanted. They're four and six of their last ten. And they are a game back from the Yankees with one less game played, though. So this series is going to be a really interesting to series. See where the Blue Jays can come out of it. The Red Sox, of course, are in second, and the Rays are in first in the AL East. Quick update. And the Yankees are the third, Blue Jays are fourth, and the Orioles are in the cellar. Switching gears in the MLB to the AL Central. The White Sox still taking that stranglehold, as I predicted. Cleveland Indians, four and a half back. The Royals, the personalities pick is way down, 11 and a half. The Tigers, 14, and the Twins, 16. So looking for the White Sox Indians to fight this out, but the White Sox are going to end up on top. They will win the Central, and that would be, I think, the easiest prediction so far for me is that one is almost set in stone, I think, if the White Sox can stay healthy. 
As we switch gears, the Athletics and Astros AL West, still hot as always. The Astros are still in there. I know a lot of people hate them, but they are looking great. Athletics, they are two and a half. The Astros are two and a half back of the Athletics. And then as you shift gears down, the Mariners, Angels, and Rangers are all in the cellar. Rangers are a horrible squad this year. Just nothing going right for them. Mariners ate back. Angels ate back. Without Trout, we kind of figured that this could happen. Switching gears now to the National League. So last week we touched on a few series as what was going to happen. I touched on, oh, the Mets, Phillies, Braves. It has looked like the Mets have the pitching with Stroman and Walker. That would be another thing is if somebody in your league dropped those two, those are great pickups. I picked them up both. I'm rocking with both of them on my team. The Mets look like the real deal this year. and Maybe they can win that division. They look like a great squad. Five back, the Phillies. Under 500, 32 and 33 as of today. Not looking as good. And then the Braves, I think the biggest disappointment so far this season for me. Ronald Acuna Jr. has had a few quite like a little injuries here and there. Just has not been able to stay healthy. If he can get on it and if this team can get hot, Austin Riley, this team could be a great, great team going forward. But I just don't see them going the distance with their problems so far. The Nationals also, Scherzer was put on the injured reserve. So if you have him, that's another thing. They are seven and a half back. Look for them to continue to fall. And then the Marlins, Sixto Sanchez, still not ready to come into the league. This is hurting them. They need every bit of pitching they can get. Marlins in the cellar. Now, switching the gear again, we're switching to the NL Central, the league or the division, I should say, that I do the least on. The NL Central, the Cubbies are in first, tied with the Brewers. Reds are down with Nick Castanellis. They have some great, they're leading in that outfield there. They're looking great, but they're just three games back. Look for these two. This division could actually produce three playoff teams. The Cardinals, three and a half back. And then the Pirates in the cellar. As I touched last week, look at some players on the Pirates. So they are hitting well, and this team is not completely trash for fantasy reasons. Now switching to the San Francisco Giants in the NL West. Still shocking the world, the San Francisco Giants last night. They are coming on. They are looking really good. Last 10, 6 and 4 though. And I think that at home they've been great. 20 to 9 in that beautiful park. Look for the Giants to continue with the Dodgers getting back. They can get Seager back. And if Mookie Betts can keep it up, the Dodgers are still my pick to win this division. Five games back, though, the Padres, 38-31. and 31. They've been 2-8 and eight of their last 10. Not a hot team. They need Tatius to really lead it up. And they need guys like Darvish to have better outings than last night. Just a rough outing. See this team maybe getting a little better along the way. They will be a playoff team. I also see this team as possibly a division, I mean, with three in the playoffs. Rockies are out and Diamondbacks are way back. So thank you for listening to that portion of it. The MLB, I take a great passion in because I have followed it for years. The MLB fantasy, I touched on a few things in there. And I know I sped through the NBA and NHL, but those were kind of quick topics as I could just wanted to update everybody and how everybody's doing in it. And a quick middle of the week update on those sports. Now we do want to thank our uh, sponsor, Fit Code Conditioning. If you're looking for in-person training in the Edmonton area, they are located at Key Lime Studios right across from Millennium. They are taking on one-on-one clients. 
right now. And they are also doing that online training package that they've been running, $50 a month, fully streaming to your uh, phone. You can have whatever you want on it. You can have your cardio, stretching, rolling programs. You can also have a full-on workout program if you're available to go into a gym. Or even if you come see one-on-one, -on -one, you can add this to your package. You can also do them in parks. You can do them at home. You can do them wherever you want. The plans are made to you. So reach out to Fit Code Conditioning and take your fitness to the next level. Now, the next topic, the big one of the day, really, is football. There's been a lot going on lately. Aaron Rodgers, he wore his big shirt yesterday, golf, that he's not happy and all that. And I can see that he he's in a predicament right now, I think, that he needs to, and the Packers need to end this, but it's not anywhere near done. Packers realize, I do not think Jordan Love can run it the same way Rodgers did. You have an MVP guy. What do you get from? There's a lot of questions here. I know the personality loves to talk on Rodgers. He's a big Rodgers guy. I, I just do not see the Green Bay Packers doing what should be done and send him on his way because I think Green Bay realizes the roads are crushed. For fantasy people out there, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, I don't know if I like it better because there isn't a Devontae Adams. I don't really like their offense really in Denver. So I think if you're a fantasy owner, you're doing league long, you can do trades and stuff off season. Devontae Adams, I don't know what he's worth right now, but if he's without Aaron Rodgers, you could either try to pick him up at the low end or you could also try to dump him if somebody's willing to give up a lot. If he's stuck there without, numbers will be way down. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, of course numbers will fly through the roof. A little update there. I have not heard anything. It's cold news day in Green Bay. There's not much going on as far as I know with that stuff. Switching gears, of course, to the next big topic. That is... The Tennessee Titans, Julio's looking great. For fantasy reasons, I know a lot of the viewers out there were starting to heat up. We're getting into the end of June. Fantasy drafts are usually July, August. I always do mine on August. What does this mean? Well, Derrick Henry's stock is still a top five back, and I would still be looking at keeping him if you have him in a league or drafting him very high. I do not think the Julio thing actually hurts him. Rather, it helps him by stretching that defense out. You have to keep your safety back. You can't bring them all in the box. It's going to spread them out. Now, for Julio and A.J. Brown, what does this mean? Switch from Atlanta to here. What does it mean? I think Julio's going to nestle in at about a 20 to 25 in the receivers. So that's where he should be drafted. Do not overdraft him. I do not think he's going to be a top-end superstar like he once was, top five. I'm actually letting him go in my one league. And then on the other side, A.J. Brown, where is he? Does his numbers go down? Well, I before the trade, I actually believed that he was a top five I really did. I thought he was a top five guy. Now, where do I see him? I see him nestling in at about six to 10. I do not see him as a top five with Julio. There are targets, Tannehill, what do you do? And I just don't see as much offense of output there with Julio as he will steal some targets. The last guy that I do believe benefited a lot was Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill with Julio, I think they're going to air it out a bit more. And I think that was their big problem in the Baltimore playoff game versus the Titans when I watched it. They will air this ball out. If you have Tannehill, keep him. Spend a little earlier pick on him than you maybe should. It will pay off. And I do believe that rounds out those two big topics. So, switching gears again. The NFL, what's going on? And what are we supposed to be looking for? What is the big things to watch going forward? Well, yesterday in Miami, it was pouring rain. And just to touch on Tua, I don't know what to think of Tua actually at this point. Is Tua through five picks, it was rain and everything, but is that true? Like, is he, is he the guy? I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. And I'm just, 
I'm, I'm scared. If I'm fantasy, I stay away from those type of things. And you kind of have to just move forward. News-wise, same thing. You can't really be stuck on somebody like that just because... I, I don't know. Tua is a guy that I would not draft very early. And I would maybe look at... Like, look at something going down later down the road for him if you could pick him up late. But don't don't spend an early pick on this guy at all. Now, from what I heard on another team, the Baltimore Ravens, Todd Gurley was brought in. Like, and Todd Gurley, what's going on? From what I heard, Todd Gurley is now a Baltimore Raven. He is not a Detroit Lion. And part of me is... Like, I, I'm kind of sad for the Detroit Lions, but I do think that Todd Gurley was his pay there. He suits a team like that much more. Baltimore, they don't need as much. And that's just it. Like, and I think that Todd Gurley, I'm just checking to make sure that this is actually 100% in that Todd Gurley is a Raven. Because from what I saw, he's a better fit actually for. He's from Baltimore. He's a better fit in the Baltimore Ravens organization than Detroit. We don't really need him, but I don't know if he's been officially signed. I saw things this morning. I do not believe it, but I think that he, he heard rumors. I think that that's going to go down. He's going to go there. Atlanta, he didn't fit. He didn't look like the old guy, and he doesn't look like the old guy anymore with Swift and uh, Jamal Williams. I think Detroit wanted him to be a mentor in a smaller project there. He's not going to have that, and that's just it. Switching uh, to another running back, Le'Veon Bell, he is still available. And he said that he would retire before playing for Andy Reid. Crazy news there. I think Le'Veon Bell needs to kind of take a spot on a team where he can be... Uh, he's not going to be a face of a franchise when you take a year off. I think he'd be a good fill-in at Detroit as a third, a third down guy there with Michigan State ties. I really do like Le'Veon. I still believe in him, but... I think he needs a fresh start. I think he has more legs under him than Todd Gurley, for instance. I just do not see that Todd Gurley has it anymore. And I think that Todd Gurley maybe is in the later part of his career, nearing the end. And too many knee injuries, arthritis in it. And look for Le'Veon maybe to look at a team like Detroit. There hasn't been any news. Detroit, I know, is trying to bring in a mentor, Golden Tate, but he did not want to either. Now switching another to another NFL hot topic that's been going on in the league, that being the Russell Wilson saga, it continues. People thought, oh, he didn't want to. He said he didn't want to play for them, and now he's saying he never wanted that. He wanted to always be a Seahawk. So look for drama. I see the Seahawks, as we did in our earlier predictions a few weeks ago. Go check that podcast out about the NFL predictions going for it. I think the Seahawks are maybe nearing an end here. This division's getting very difficult, and I think the Rams are looking like the front runner with the 49ers getting their defense back, and then the Cardinals with D Hop and Kyler Murray improving. I think Seattle might, with that weak O line and a lot of turmoil, they could fall, and that's what I'm seeing. And this Wednesday, we are on June 16th. That's what my hot take is for the day. Now, Another NFL topic that is great out there that a lot of people I know are talking about is Brady and the Bucks. There's not too much for me to say on it other than Tampa's legit. That team's going to be great. And I think the rest of those teams in that division are going to need to wake up or get off. And that's like get off the shit or get off the pot type thing. And I, I see that as what's going to happen here is the NFL news of the day is going to be the Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. Madden cover yesterday released Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. 
and those two teams will be running the news for the next while. The Chiefs look great. The Bucks look great. Look for those two teams, as we've touched in the back, to be top three teams. Bucks win the NFC, and I think their biggest probably fight this year will be somebody from the NFC West. The Rams possibility, San Francisco possibility, and then out of the other divisions, I would say if the North of Green Bay, but if Green Bay's not there, I would say the Bucks run it and maybe the Rams being their toughest. The Chiefs side is actually, the AFC is actually getting a little tougher. So looking at that one, the Buffalo Bills are my easiest pick to say they are the number one contender there. Then you have Cleveland and the Titans and Baltimore. There's a fight. Baltimore doesn't match up well versus the Chiefs though. Cleveland does and so does Titans. The Tennessee Titans are a legit team and they would be somebody to look into if this continues at the road it is going. So, so far on this podcast, we've touched on NHL, NBA, MLB, and then I've done a deep dive into the NFL. Now, going forward, the CFL news, there's been a bit today, the Edmonton Elk, AJ Gas is out. I will probably return to the NFL news because there's always some, but that's a hot take. CFL, look for your predictions to be out there. The West will be great. We kind of really going to get into this. It was announced August 5th is their season date. There's a lot of great games out there. Of course, Labor Day weekend is always the big one. So watch those. There will be renewed rivalry in the Rough Riders Winnipeg uh, Blue Bomber game and then the Stamps Elk and then the Argos uh, Tiger Cats. So those are always the big ones. And I think those are the ones to follow going into the CFL season. That is my hot take of the day for the CFL. Now the NFL returning there. The big news of the days we've touched on, or I've touched on, I guess. But the Lions are actually on the front page of the NFL for the first time. They're changing the culture. They're trying to bring in. But what are they, what's going to go on? Jared Goff rated really low on most paths, or path to the fantasy drafts. I take him as a third. If you're running in a 2QB league, he could be a great one. The other guy that would really be great to watch in this one is Suell. He looks great. He's not a fantasy guy, but he's going to keep your guys upright. DeAndre Swift could be a sneaky pick with a great O-line. Taylor Decker, Swift, and Ragnall could be a great one. And that's kind of the big touch touches so far the Jags have not named starting QB yet Schottenheimer has come out and said as well we all know Trevor Lawrence will be that that is just talent sooner or later that will get done and now the other team in the NFC South that I should have touched on was Carolina they Sam Darnold said is a, a different aura down here I think he could be a little sneaky pick in fantasy drafts and look for him to maybe do something and he could be one of those sleep picks if you like to wait on QBs now Another great topic is the Lamar big emphasis on throwing downfield. If you have him, look for him to improve on the throwing. If you don't, look at maybe taking him a little earlier than maybe you should, just because if he can improve, we know his superstar ability. Run, run, run. Now, if he could throw, that would be crazy. Returning to one of the teams that I did touch on a little earlier, there was a news thing. Um... The one thing on that team is the Cleveland Browns, I kind of touched on very quickly, but the Cleveland Browns, Clowney feels great after his first practice. Jadavian Clowney with Miles Garrett. That's why I had them winning their division. They look great. They look wonderful. And that team looks like they could run, run the division this year. Now, to wrap up today's show, the biggest topic that I like to do, I like to keep my one short because there's no banter. We miss the personality today, of course, is... Going forward in the 
like NFL news and all of the news is I'm going to shift gears from thing to thing as quick as we can when it's just me. If the personality is here, we, of course, will touch on fighting more and more. If you like to follow things as well, Tom Brown is on our Facebook page. He is rocking the fight stuff. There's always good fights. Last weekend, there was a great UFC fight night. And then boxing is always heating up. There will be some big fights coming out on those. DAZN did announce that they have some... Uh, the Mexican fighting down there with Canelo, not just him, but some of the younger guys is going to be on there. So it's going to be a great fight in that. When we touch on things going into the summer, there will be a mixed bag kind of. The NBA and NHL are wrapping up. So we will shift into baseball and NFL as our main with fighting. Wrapping up today's show, though, of course, I touched on those things earlier. But I am going to return just on a few little things to the NHL and NBA before I close this out. The NHL and NBA going into this next few days, what I would watch for, as as I touched on, is tonight's game is the Vegas-Montreal. Is Can Vegas can Vegas do it, and can they rock it, and can they go 2-0? I'm looking for them. They are the favored 2-0 Vegas. And then tomorrow, the Lightning Islanders. I'm going to bet on the Islanders to beat Tampa Bay in there and i just like what they're doing i know my team is tampa and vegas in my picks but i i think the islanders are going to give them all you can get now on friday podcast we will touch i'm sure on a little bit of hockey but look for that one montreal maybe to get one at home so that's the wrap up for hockey nba to return tonight we have the hawks as i touched on look for a sneaky one but the 76ers were my pick but if the hawks can win this one hello go back it could be crazy and They'd be in Atlanta for game six on Friday night, so it could be wrapped up. Jazz, however, tonight without. I do not see the Clippers winning in Utah without. I would bet on the Jazz. Go with them. That's my pick. And then tomorrow, the Nets, Bucks. This one's a tough one for me. The Bucks showed a lot at home, so I almost think this will go seven. I touched earlier on six, but I'm going to say seven for the Brooklyn Nets. But that one will be 6.30, and then on Saturday, look for them to wrap it up, the Brooklyn Nets. Friday night, though, 76ers, Hawks. I would say this one either goes 7, or the Hawks win it in 6, and Philadelphia wins it in 7 if it goes 7. Hawks, if they win, though, they'll end it at home. Otherwise, I think that this thing goes 7, and the Hawks will win that game 6 regardless. And the Utah Clippers one, this was a tough one. I think that I have to go with Utah without Kawhi, so that series will be wrapped up, and then we will have the next rounds and stuff going forward. So thank you for listening to today's podcast. We did miss the personality, the specimen, myself held it down. But you guys, please enjoy your Wednesday. There's lots of going on in the world as I touched on. Follow some sports. If you ever need fantasy advice, you can always ask us on the Facebook page. I will do my best to help you out. I know football and baseball really well. Hockey and basketball, I am decent at. But I can always out it and try to find somebody else who can really help you as well. So please go on the Facebook page, Pressbox Talk, our sponsor, Fit Code Conditioning. Check them out. Check us out. Do your best. Enjoy your day. And thank you for listening. And we look forward to talking and listening to your guys' Uh, topics on our Facebook page. So enjoy your Wednesday and we will chat soon.